Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within it. I'm Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK and I'm joined stateside, nearly forgot what she was. It's Felicia Jones! <laughs> like, like somebody's here, I don't know their name. <laughs> I'm not gonna uh-huh. lie, that has happened to me like once with my husband and it's just like, man, I forgot your name. <laughs> That's harsh, forgetting your own husband's name. I mean, just, I just lost it. It was like, oh, it came yeah. to me, of course. But it was like, yeah. man, like for like two seconds, I didn't know your name. Well, you know, as we've discussed, we're getting slightly older. Uh, and so these things, these things happen. We're I, getting seasoned. I am not very good with remembering people's names. I see a lot of people with what I do. And of course, they're just seeing me so they can remember my name. But... I I often Mm -hmm. forget theirs and if they I mean someone this week I'm pretty sure came up to me and said oh yes I've been on one of your workshops before and I'm like oh yes yes how are you thinking who the hell is this (laughs) I don't even try to pretend anymore I I unless you talk directly to me you have to tell me what you were wearing in the situation then I'll remember (laughs) Um, but I always ask just tell me your name again so that I can remember yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably that's probably a safe uh, safe thing. So, um, yeah. whew, well, uh, quite a week uh, could be coming up. This could be our last show. I know I've said that like several times, but we've got the anniversary <laughs> of the uh, invasion of Ukraine on Friday. Putin yeah. had a big speech today, as we're recording this, where he didn't really say much more than I was expecting, really. It was decided that, you know, if the US tests a nuclear weapon, then we'll test a nuclear weapon and we're, we're out mm, of all treaties now. Okay. But um, okay. so it could, be, it could be a big week. Maybe you'll drop the bomb on Friday on the anniversary or maybe you'll just mm. relaunch the offensive. But can we just maybe talk a little bit about Biden being in Kiev? That was a surprise. Yeah, I think it was a surprise uh, for people here. So I guess he's there. And I guess uh, the conspiracy is that they haven't had air raid sirens in a while. And that it's a publicity stunt. So now they're having air raid sirens and all that kind of stuff. So uh, conspiracy theory, people. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that would make Mm -hmm. sense. You might might as well make the most out of the drama and the situation. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I mean, I love the way that he was wearing his shades, his aviators. I mean, they're like classic Biden now, aren't they? He's looking pretty old. I guess being president does age you like 30 years. And when you go in at 70, it probably doesn't help at all. Mm-mm. No, I can, I can yeah. see that. I am, I am wondering like what happens next year. Um, because, uh, I mean, it's, it's worth kind of talking about Kamala Harris as well, because uh, I think I sent you a message about me watching the Munich mm-hmm. Security Conference at the weekend, which mm-hmm. I found fascinating as an event organizer, that there that there would be this like conference for world leaders. It's a bit like my conference, but probably more important. Um, there is yeah. a conference for everything, Paul. There really is. And I've seen them all. <laughs> well, I hope you're putting uh, that one in your, um, you know, your list of potential speaking engagements. But, you know, I know. <laughs> There was a moderator and a fireside chat with Rishi Sunak. Yeah. And God, I actually watched Rishi, Rishi Sunak like have this conversation. And I found myself thinking, oh, he's all right. Yeah, he can, he's, quite, he's quite good at this fireside chat stuff. He's quite, you know, affable. <laughs> and 
you can kind of see why he would be on stage and stuff like that. You talk about a subject that he's passionate about. He sort of comes to life a little bit. I was quite impressed. That's good, right? Well, I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> I don't share his politics. That's the main reason that, that I don't like. But I thought I did generally think that he performed quite well. Whereas I thought I didn't realize like how slow Kamala Harris spoke. Mm-hmm. Really slow. And I wondered whether someone was just not moving the auto cue fast enough. <laughs> I wonder if it's that, but I think she does have a slow cadence though. It's hard work. Yeah. Or maybe you're right. They didn't have the thing. And so she had to drag that out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't maybe. talk much over here. She's a vice president. So you don't see her talking much. I mean, we we don't see her either. I, you know, I, I, I was kind of hopeful when she was in the presidential running uh, thing, the contest, whatever it's called, competition. I don't know. Uh, I thought she she did quite well, but it's a shame that you haven't got to see more of her. But um, but there you go. Her hair was was well done, and she wore a great big power suit, yeah. which I thought you know made it look like fantastic. And um, she said it's a crime against humanity, which uh, I don't know why I said it like that, but she was very. Um, <laughs> that's probably really rude. I, mean, I apologize to all Americans. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it was interesting. It was an interesting well, idea as a conference I, just for these people. Yeah, I mean, but as a vice president, she doesn't, I mean, they don't talk very often. <laughs> hmm. So you don't see them. They they have like, they're just like a glorified ambassador for the for the president. Yeah, uh, I, I can I can kind of see that. We didn't really see much of Mike Pence, did we? No, you never see any of these vice presidents, so... Only when they need to pop up. So, but for the most part, they're just kind of wheeling and dealing and speaking on behalf of the president. So she's doing her job. She is. She is. Do you have a favorite vice president? A favorite vice president? Yeah. I don't even like, know. Remember half of the vice presidents. Um, what about gosh, Dan? George Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. Yeah, they made him be an idiot because he couldn't <laughs> spell words. So I don't know. I think I think Biden was a pretty cool vice president. Um, yeah, I don't I don't remember any other vice president. I, as a default, I'll just say Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, why not? Why not? Um, okay. So that yeah, that was that's what's maybe going on in the next week. We'll see if we're still here next week. Uh, yeah. In in the <laughs> meantime, in the meantime, something that's going on over here, which. You might be interested in, listeners might be interested in, basically, if you want any fresh food and vegetables in the UK, (laughs) you need to grow them yourself because they're now being rationed in certain supermarkets. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Like, I mean, I remember during the pandemic and even now, like you can't go and like load up on, I want five things of eggs or five loaves of bread. They they will only like let you have two. So it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not official rationing, bring your ration book and exchange your ticket for, you know, a cucumber. But um, <laughs> I noticed when I was, I mean, I, I don't really go supermarket shopping. I like order it online and get it put in a locker and I go and yeah. collect it. But Me too. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with people. So um, <laughs> <laughs> they trigger me. Hey, I agree. 
I agree. I agree. I haven't gone to a grocery store in a while. Yeah. No, 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 no thank you. Um, no. But pictures online are all like showing like empty shelves of tomatoes. It's tomatoes and cucumbers and things that require growing in a glass house of some kind. Mm. So no more tomato and cucumber salads for people. No, no more tomatoes or cucumber. Um, I guess they're grown fairly nearby. I think we don't. I don't think we fly in a lot of that stuff. Whereas things like avocados and like the real tropical stuff, we all fly in. So I guess that's fine. Anywhere that needs heat, we're not able mm. to do because it's just too <laughs> damn expensive. And apparently, the issue is not that um, not that they can't be grown, but more that the farmers are going to pass on those costs and the supermarkets are not willing to pay for them. Oh, so okay. so they're, they're not here. So not only do we not have eggs, okay, you can't get eggs yeah. anywhere. Um, we now can't get tomatoes and cucumbers. So I think we just eat potatoes. Now, one of the fascinating things is these, I bet all the fast food places are fully stocked, aren't they? I guess, I guess. I mean... Hmm. Tomatoes that has and lettuce fascinated... would be the only fresh food stuff in there, though, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, it just fascinated me where we you know, may have issues with food at the grocery store or, you know, food prices are high. But McDonald's, you could still get a burger and still and feed your family a five for like twenty dollars. <laughs> Blows my mind. Ah, that sounds like you're coming up with a new conspiracy theory. Oh, there is no conspiracy theory. It has been proven and they have written about it that whenever there's a recession or, um, you know, prices are high with inflation, fast food always wins because it becomes cheap. Oh, okay. Well, I quite don't, like a burger. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I would have to go back and read the articles, but... As inflation goes up, fast food, it goes up a little bit, but it becomes, it's cheaper for, to actually take your entire family to go eat at McDonald's for a family meal of like $25 and to go out to a restaurant. That I can see that happening. Oh, I, can, I mean, definitely than, than, than a restaurant. Absolutely. Uh, but McDonald's have put their prices up again for the second time, you know, which mm. is whew, still tricky. cheap though. It is still cheap. Still, it is still cheap. Still cheap. I mean, you're getting a burger for like three ninety nine. Mm. <laughs> you should question that, but you're still getting a burger for three ninety nine. Well, I think a cheeseburger here is like one pound nineteen, and it's going up to one thirty nine. That's still really cheap. Well, I've just seen my local coffee shop. Their cookies are two pounds. Right, so you can get wow. you can you can get nearly one and a half cheeseburgers. For the I, I went to get tea one time. It was five dollars for tea. I'm like for tea, like really? Yeah, tea? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, that's us being old. That segment. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything else going on there uh, before I give you some? Um, I've got a particular topic for us to cover. Uh, not much is going on here other than our typical dose of crazy. So yeah, I have nothing for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hopefully we'll I'm, all, I'm all ready for it. 
I'm, I'm ready all for ready it. for it. So yeah, tell me, what are we talking about? What are we talking about today? Okay. Well, today um, I want to talk about TikTok detectives or TikTok sleuths and the crazy mm-hmm. world of sort of, um, what do you call it? Like cooperative true. crime solving. Well, they're true crime detectives. That's what they are. Yeah. Everyone is apparently. Everyone so, is. Yeah. So um, there's been there's been an interesting couple of developments, which is what sort of triggered me to to want to talk about this. The first one is uh, the case of a woman called Nicola Bully, who mm-hmm. has uh, who uh, you know um, I think like three weeks ago went missing. Uh, I'll try and keep this short because people can just go and look it up if they're unaware of what this case is and. It's a, you know, it's a live case. So one has to be slightly careful about what one says. Um, But uh, Nicola Bully, 45-year-old mother of two. I don't know why that's Mm -hmm. important. It's how they always describe it, isn't it? It's always like her role as a mother. It's to humanize you. To humanize them. Okay, right. So so she went missing. So um, they know that she was on a team's call with work while she was walking a dog. And then she's gone missing. The dog's around, her phone's on a bench, right? Mm. Um, she's missing, right? No one knows where okay. she is. They search the river, can't find her. Um, a private scanning company offers their services at no charge to yeah. scan the river. They don't find her either. They go out okay. to see the police, can't find her in the sea. No one knows where she is. Typical... Um, missing persons story where family makes an appeal that kind of thing her partner or husband makes an appeal on tv relatively soon afterwards he's not seen to be upset particularly um Mm -hmm. he is it seems quite quite calm um in terms of what he thinks might might have happened now we've all been there right we've all watched something on tv and gone "Mm, i think he did it or or, mm-hmm. or or something like that, right? But in the days of TikTok, um, that is very much amplified about, about a million percent because TikTok, like my TikTok was like over, I don't know, like overgrown with um, people <laughs> offering their theories of what happens what's happened to this uh, to this woman right? yeah <laughs> they've they've decided they've analyzed the interview with her partner they've um they've got in you know like uh people who are like body language experts they're all over tiktok saying what's happened they have come up with theories about how he must have been um knocking her about uh, which friend has been having an affair with her partner i mean like it's wild yeah, but they have all the gets details, worse don't they? Because apparently this kind of like maelstrom of like what's happened, and to be fair, like they've got nothing to go on because they can't find this woman. Yeah. Um they are they're, they're like turned up in the village. They've like been peering through people's windows, just random mm-hmm. people turning up this tiny village in Lancashire trying to solve the mystery of where this woman is. <sighs> Now, we'll just like pause there for a minute because then we, we need to come on to like the, the, the TikTok thing. But like, 
there's a little bit extra to this this story, right? Which may or may not be relevant to this. Um, the police decided to tell the world that Nicola Bully had problems with alcohol and mm-hmm. um, problems with the menopause. So there's a whole uh, series there about what, um, whether that was right or, or, or not to release that information. And uh, people sort of making complaints about, about that left, right and centre. But people have literally been turning up, knocking on people's windows, trying to find out exactly what's gone on. You, you know, there's there's so much to unpack with everything you just told me from, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't even know where to start. The fact that they said she had a problem with the menopause, like, what does that mean? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, oh, gosh, where do we even start with this? I mean, I, I mean, okay, so they ha- you, you were saying that they uh, they say that she's a 45-year-old mom of two. That's to humanize her. And then, I don't know, unless they found something, they're starting to do some dehumanizing things of, oh, she had alcohol problems. She had uh, these other problems. So um, I, I don't like when they do that So because it starts to paint a picture. And unfortunately, mm. sometimes when when you have these situations where women, um, especially if women have gone lost, especially um, when you hear about young women, they're instantly, she's a runaway, she's a prostitute, all these other things. Like, no, she's somebody's child who is missing. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, that's that's a whole other thread and a whole other show. Uh, the, the fact that we have, I mean, true crime is huge. And I know we were talking earlier that you don't really watch or listen to true crime podcasts or TV shows, correct? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I don't really watch anything. So okay, so that's that's mainly the issue. I have seen some true crime documentaries, and I did I did find it yeah. fascinating. It is normally about murder cases, though, and and how they caught the killer, that sort of thing. Yeah. So true crime, just as a podcast genre, is huge. I mean, I personally think outside of celebrities uh true crime is the only reason people tune into podcasts um and so with that it has spun off people doing their own takes of true crime um you know as influencers i mean there's one young lady who does a true crime show while she is you know reiterating stories while she's doing her makeup and i saw more of this during the pandemic where people start up their own shows and I guess it makes sense that people are jumping on it on YouTube and TikTok. And that means people will start getting bolder and bolder and not just doing the uh, police reports, and but actually showing up to the town, uh, taking photos, um, you know, that kind, of, that kind of stuff, which is weird. And, and so you start being intrusive and it is, a, it is an active case, but these people don't care. <laughs> no they, they, do, they, they don't they don't care this is entertainment and this is i mean i i have lo- i have loved the genre of true crime it did start hitting me a couple of years ago when we were watching something and i and i just turned to dustin and i said we're literally being entertained by somebody else's misery and some other mm. family's misery i was like that makes mm. you really think about this but 
I mean, I mean, we the Jeffrey Dahmer TV show on Netflix. You know, people talked about that, and we never hear about the other side. Is that the families are still around, um, and 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 we still get involved in this. Uh, you ever heard about the Jonestown murder? Jonestown? No, no. Okay, so there was this preacher guy out of Colorado, uh, California, took his whole congregation somewhere in Central America, made them all drink Kool Aid. Uh, and this literally where we get the term drink the Kool-Aid from. And I never realized that a lot of those kids are still alive and they, and they hate it when people say don't drink the Kool-Aid. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I can't say that anymore. Uh, but, but I mean, but this is what's happened. And with the ability to go make money, I mean, technically these people are making money or getting audiences off of other people's misery and getting in yeah. the way. So I'm not surprised that this is a big thing on TikTok. I, I have a feeling if you dig deeper, you're going to find lots and lots and lots of these. Um, you have whole podcast genres and whole podcast conferences on this stuff. Oh my gosh. And so the other side of this is, I, I, I don't know why we're just so fascinated with this type of stuff, you know, uh, I mean, it is fascinating and it's kind of weird at the same time that this is what we consider entertainment. Um, mm. So I think it's going to get even worse for this case uh, because every, and the other thing is everybody's going to just keep speculating off of something they don't know. And yeah. that's the thing. Nobody it, knows what happened. It's, it's kind of um, people making assumptions really quickly without exactly. thinking things things through uh, it's interesting what you're saying there because it made me think about how on uh on on tiktok everything is entertainment and yes. people whilst they make it oh it's it's, it's a humanized she's a mother of two mm-hmm. there are characters in the story that you immediately pick up on as characters so you have the victim and you have the backstory of the victim yeah you have the partner and people making judgments on the partner uh, yeah. about uh, about what he may or may not have done um you have the police um the police and their uh, you know whether they said the right thing or the wrong thing whether they released too much personal information oh by the way um with aside from the misogyny about could she could she have like you know um taken her own life because she was depressed or She'd got issues with the menopause, which is kind of what the people were inferring. Really? You've also got, well, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, to be fair, that's what I thought people were saying about why they'd done it as if to kind of victim blame. Wow. Um, wow. But wow. Th- then, then this is why it gets really odd, right? Is that the detective, the chief detective, I don't know what her name is, chief detective, um, when she did a press conference, wore a tight-fitting dress and that sent people off on one about whether or not she was dressed appropriately um (laughs) was she wearing a cocktail dress was that just suitable for a party should she have been in uniform and there's people saying well hang on a second like detectives (laughs) don't wear uniform and detectives wear suits or jackets or or what or whatever she was just being professional so you've got this whole like other story about the, yeah. the police officer everyone's a character 
in this tale and almost you can see I can see the connection with like true crime podcasts because everyone's describing and painting these pictures of these people that they don't know anything about um, yes. and they don't know um you know who's actually involved and they and um, and it's entertainment and we forget that there are some kids who don't have a mom there's a spouse who lost a spouse somebody lost a daughter. Yeah. We, we forget all of that and get into our own entertainment bugs and, you know, in the podcast, the social media, uh, people who do this is, it's not any better than Netflix doing, you know, true crime documentaries and TV shows. And over here in the United States, we have court TV where you can watch all of this play out. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then of course you have your local news who's trying to get ratings. Uh, so it is all just a game of characters. And we, we do forget that these are real people. Yeah, that, that is exhausting, actually, to, to think of the way that we've come from reality TV, where mm-hmm. people voluntarily, you know, walk into a situation where they're talking about their life or they're doing yeah. it to maybe reality TV where people are involuntarily part of this kind of story. Um, actually, I've got a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you get what's called scripted reality shows over there? Kind of like Real Housewives type shows. Do you? Real yes, Housewives? that's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So tons of I'm, them. I'm just thinking. <laughs> well, this is the it. Kardashians. I'm just thinking in my head. Is are they scripted? Okay. So yeah, of course. I'm just th- I'm just thinking in my head. Like you, you know, we start off with some interesting reality TV where like the first kind of series of Big Brother kind of things where real people are put into a situation mm-hmm. and. You know, it's interesting and they don't know what they're getting into because it's never been on TV before. That develops into applicants in future years knowing exactly how that works and wanting their moment of fame through to scripted reality, which is not really impromptu conversations. It's all guided to then us maybe Mm -hmm. losing what sense there is of reality in turning real life situations into reality style TV. And that's how we've got to where we are today. Well, I mean, it it makes sense. I mean... If that has been a, a core of your entertainment budget, you know, and yeah. you are still trying to become an influencer, become a content creator, and the, all the stats have said, I, I know when I've gone to podcast conferences or to, enter, you know, read the entertainment stats, true crime is it always. It, it is the one thing that as a collective, it is, is non-political. Uh, even if it is political, we all jump on it. And um, I mean, there are whole sections on HBO Max and Netflix, just true crime. And it is true crime for days of all the yeah. shows. So, yeah. And um, and of course, you go into everybody else creating their own little genres of this. So, I, I mean, at some point when you start seeing these things and it becomes like a juicy, juicy story. Yeah. You'll start creating characters and creating your own narrative around what happened. And, Mm. and, you know, and some people think they might be helping, but you're just, you're just, you're just looking for entertainment and you don't know what's happening. And, and, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting thing that we do as humans and how we, find entertainment <laughs> well, it, it, exactly <laughs> exactly now do you remember the case of madeline mccann the four-year-old who went yeah. missing from the, yeah we watched it from a hotel you watched it okay <laughs> <Right>. yes <laughs> 
So, so you're familiar with that story. Well, that happened, uh, what, 2007, so like 15 years ago this year. And mm-hmm. the family live in the next village to me, right? Mm. In fact, I don't know if they still live there, um, to be honest, or not. But um, when it happened, it's in the next village to us. It it was very uh, uh, close is, is a good way to describe it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it literally was like two miles away. Um and, uh, you know, the, the story's come and gone. Where is she? What happened? Did her parents do it? Did they not? I mean, people have very much decided, or a lot of people have decided that the parents did it. Um, mm-hmm. But this week, or within the week, um, a, a woman has, a young woman has appeared on social media, TikTok to begin with, then Instagram, saying that she is Madeline McCann, or she believes she's Madeline McCann because she has the um quite unique um sort of like i don't know there's a mole or something in the iris where mm. there's a there's a mark there and she claimed that she had similar moles on her body in certain lo- locations and that she looks similar and that's been shared wildly and people kind of deciding whether or not she is madeline mccann or or not and that's that i find very interesting because this woman has put herself into that situation i think to i I can't decide whether to begin with it was i genuinely think it is but a lot of people now have you know i mean they've found her birth mother or like the person that she was living with she Mm -hmm. says that she was abused and subject to uh, a pedophile and she's got ptsd and can't remember certain things but tiktok has found the woman that would be listed as her mother and put pictures side by side about how similar they look um so on the one hand, the TikTok detectives there may have kind of gone, well, no, you're not actually her. And, and here's the reason why you look extremely like the woman that you've lived with for most of your life. Um, to, to then kind of people questioning, well, why would somebody come on and go, I might be Madeline McCann if they're, if they're not? And the only conclusion I can make is the attention or the potential for attention that they could get by claiming this has made yep. them do something as completely insane as claiming this. You know, the crazy part is that that happens a lot. It happens really? more often. Oh, yes. And another true crime things I've watched. Okay, uh, go on. <laughs> I mean, it is... I. I I, I think it is all about the attention and wanting to feel loved and all that kind of stuff. But there are quite a few people that, that run these false stories, you know, claiming to be um, the kids uh, of, you know, when kids have gone, you know, kidnapped or they disappear that people will come back and say, you know, I'm your kid. Now one is an easy fix. It's called blood tests and DNA. We can knock that out really fast. She can send that to yeah. their lawyer and they can, you know, do all this other stuff. But uh, but we've seen the cases, at least I definitely know over here, where people will claim that their child is sick or have cancer. Oh, or, and, yes. And it's all about the attention. It's all about yes. the attention that they're getting. So it's it's the it's the same thing. It's I it's 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 weird, but I mean I guess you know you don't know what's going on in somebody's head you, to you create these no. stories. You know, or the people who, you know, say I was married to this person or uh, who create these relationships in their heads with people. So um, now the fact that you go on social media and do it, I mean, unfortunately, it is 
part of a you know, the attention seeking part of it and the sympathy i think it's more sympathy they're trying to get sympathy but it is i mean you and i know it's an easy fix you get a dna test send it to that family they'll let you know that's it yeah i know i mean that, but that's what you would do right if you were madeline mccann this is this is what i think anyway just to kind of wade in on the actual issue in terms of what i think but if you if you thought that you were her would you really would the first thing that you would do be go on TikTok and say, I think I'm this person? Or would you go and get a DNA test? Or would you reach out to, to the McCann family? Because they're not hard to find because they're very public because they're looking for their daughter. So it's not, it's not hard to, to find them. You know, social media is one of those uh, good and bad things. You can reach out to people quietly. You don't have to go make a whole TikTok series mm. <laughs> on it. <laughs> but that's what people want they i mean they want the fame right they want the notoriety yeah. they want the followers and the likes and all of that kind the of sympathy. stuff it's, the sympathy. it's the sympathy and the and the love that goes along with it you know so um mm. it's, a, it's a people uh we there's a documentary here about there's a guy named manti teo um He's out of Hawaii and he played for University of Notre Dame as a football player. And this was probably like one of the first catfish stories that we've heard about. And they made a documentary okay. out of how he got catfished for years um, by a guy pretending to be a woman and creating this whole relationship. And, um, and of course, when it came out, I mean, he couldn't explain. And of course, you know, older people were like, that's so stupid. How are you going to have a relationship and not meet them in person and it's just like oh mm. it's so easy nowadays <laughs> with social media uh, it i mean but they did the documentary and they talked to the person that did this and it was all i mean this person was going through some things and they they did not think it was a bad thing until later on so mm. um but it was is for this the seeking attention and wanting to be loved and all that kind of stuff so yeah, it's God. it's crazy. It's crazy. We have cre we've created a society where that need to be loved. Oh yeah. It's 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 I, I don't know. People is it because people weren't loved as a child or so it was, it's got to be something like that, right? Something happened to them that meant that of course they have this yeah. need now. Yeah, of course. Usually it seems that most of these stories are something growing up in their childhood them dealing with something i i know with the case with manti the person that uh catfish manti teo um eventually uh came out as a trans woman and she was explaining that at that time they were they were just going through all of all of the things in their head you know dealing with whether or not they were gay trying to be somebody else. it was just so much going on that they they decided to do this yeah yeah <laughs> god people yeah are heavy <laughs> uh, pe well people are know. people are <laughs> the the whole the whole need to be liked and loved and people not getting that from from somewhere you can you, oh god that psychologists must be having an absolute field day with the way that society is right now well, I think the drug companies are having a field day and the marijuana <laughs> people and the opioid people and the Xanax people. Uh, yeah, this is, um, I hate to say it. We were actually talking about this. It's, it's so disturbing the, I mean, the amount of drugs that people are using nowadays. 
to self-soothe mm. from marijuana to opioids to prescription drugs. It is it is huge. And we were watching all of these things about, you know, drugs. And it's just like the demand is so high. Uh, we just oh, really? watched uh, about M MDMA out of um, the Netherlands. Basically, the Netherlands is becoming a narco state with how bad it is over there. Um, and MDMA is ecstasy for those who don't know. Uh, but <laughs> but that's where we are. We are in a state where the demand for drugs is so high. And I'm still trying to figure out what is going on with society. But um, it is disturbing and unfortunate mm. that this is where we are. And I guess people will go and create the way to self-soothe or you will find something to to help you escape from all that's going on so mm, it's mm. where we are <laughs> it is where we are well i have to say you know without wanting to like get back into the politics of the situation where 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 governments do not have the wherewithal or in fact the um even the drive to to try and fix uh people's lives or improve their citizens lives people are left to self-medicate and to try and find Ooh. a way to to deal with the situation that they're in and that's what yeah. people are doing um, are. in the same way that to be honest in these uh in these crime cases if tiktok decides that the police are not doing enough they are going to get involved uh, so they will and people have so yeah and have yeah oh dear god i'm feeling depressed um <laughs> Time to time to medicate. Eat a, eat a cucumber. Eat a cucumber eat, and tomato salad. I, I would, I would if I could, but I can't, sadly. Um, okay, so look, let's let's we'll see whether any of these cases get resolved within the next week. I think I'm gonna be on the hunt for some more true crime TikTok, maybe just to okay. see exactly how people get in. You're gonna go but, down to the honest, rabbit hole. <laughs> well, I thought true crime on social media was like, please find my cat, but clearly it's not. Oh, so, no, 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 no. So, yes, at the risk of dragging us into a conversation that we're just about to leave and getting us in yeah. there. <laughs> yes. Um, one thing that I think is worth highlighting, which won't surprise any of the listeners at all, is that a lot, you know, this whole focus on this 45-year-old um, mother, uh, mother of two. There's been a 13-year-old girl, Mariama Callon, um, that's been missing for... Uh, you know, well over a week. We're not seemingly talking around her. Um, could it, you know, what could possibly be the difference between um, this 13-year-old <laughs> schoolgirl that is not uh, from from the East End of London that, that is not um, being mentioned and a mother of two from the Northwest who is? Any ideas? Oh, it could be her race. Where Ooh, she grew bingo. up, <laughs> bingo, bingo, uh, yeah. and Not... the fact that she might be a they, as they say, a runaway. Yeah, uh, m maybe, or um, you know, a child of immigrants, or all of those kind of yep. things. Seemingly not really um, that bothered, but um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think we can leave that there, <laughs> there possibly. But I just, mm -hmm. I thought that was worth mentioning because people aren't mentioning her. And people still need to be looking out for, for her. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on to TikTok. I'm going to put in her name and see how much coverage she's getting on TikTok. Okay. Let's see what happens. And we'll compare. All right. Well, um, thank you for your input. I, I, I 
feel like I've actually learned quite a bit about what happens in content that I don't watch. I'd never yeah. realised that true crime was so big, but um, yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I'll see you next week with cucumbers and tomatoes <laughs> and uh, no radiation poisoning from Putin's barn. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah. All right. Well, until then, stay safe. I'll see you next hey, week. You too. I see ya.